Good evening. So it's fr uh, Thursday. It's nine o'clock. Oh, you always got it wrong there. <laughs> I almost did. I know. This is either going to be car crash telly or it's going to be fantastic tonight. Um, our illustrious leader, Mike, is away this week. Um, took his family off to holiday camp. He's hoping to retain his knobbly knees competition win for the last couple of years. So I've stepped up into the hosting chair. Um, Lorna, are we, Lorna, Lorna are, we are we sure it's knobbly knees that it's not Miss Butlins? 2022. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'd, I'd say Rian's probably got a better chance of that than Mike, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing, guys? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I'm just excited that uh, OTAs are kind of pretty much there, and yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll get on to that shortly, but um, Jamie, you all right? Oh, I'm not going to lie, man, I'm tired. Um, as you guys know, I've recently started a new job, and this is week four of the last five. I've been hotel living, so I'm coming from uh, coming to from a hotel up north. I've got three weeks of training left, and two of those are going to be from hotel. So it's like I'm used to, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to sleep in my own bed. I'm ready to. Let's get back to some normality because even the cowboy stuff, as much as I didn't want it, just, just kind of taken the back seat a little bit. So it's nice just to get on and feel normal with you ragamuffins for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Right, shall we move on to the news and notes then? Uh, yep, let me just get the wee introduction video and we'll do, do that. Okay, so the the first thing, obviously, thoughts of um, and Mike McCarthy addressed this in his press conference the other day. Obviously, the thoughts are centred at the moment on the the tragedy in Uvalde um, at the high school. Um, it seems a recurring theme, but you know this is uh, horrible that 19, 19 people were killed. Um, you know and. You see the emotion in uh, Mike McCarthy. I mean, it was quite a tearful press conference he had. He almost had to stop it at one point. Um, and then you also have the, the Golden State Warriors coach um, doing similar when when he was interviewed after Game 4 of the, Maver uh, the, the Mavericks in Golden State. That's right. Um, it's, it's a bit sad. Um, I, I don't know if he, if any saw this, but apparently there was um, one of the parents um, had a heart attack today, brought on by what happened as well. So there was another death. Just I just saw it just pop up on my news feed just before I came on. Do, do you know, so. one of the crazy things that I was trying to find this morning when we all went out for breakfast that were um, the person that's done this is what was it? 18 year old is technically not legal legally allowed to buy alcohol but can go out and buy a gun it's it's just crazy to think i know, yeah. I know. I, I, i'm not i'm gonna make uh, too much comments on it but i will say it's um just absolutely devastating mm. and yeah and today's today in today's world where that like you just kind of mentioned there jamie it's like 
guy can buy alcohol, but he can buy a gun. That in itself is wrong. It's the same with there's an abortion laws out there, but you can still buy a gun and kill people. So um, that's where I'm drawing the line. Yeah. I'm just like, just yeah, I, 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 don't know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but. With their families and with people who sadly lost their lives for, for no reason whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In other news, uh, the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on some new rule changes today regarding injured reserve practice squads and the ramp-up period to training camp. So injured reserve, you can now have eight players that can be um, put on short-term IR. Uh, the period of IR has now been extended one week. So where it was, you had to miss three games. It's now four four games. Um, players can be players can be brought back for uh, they can go in the IR twice before they're actually canned for the rest of the season. Um, it used to be once. Practice squads have now gone up to sixteen players, um, and much much like COVID, you can elevate players on a weekly basis, a maximum of three times, and then they've got to stay on the roster. Um, or they've got to clear waivers to get back onto the practice squad. And um, you're now uh, able to ramp up a bit faster to get into full speed for training camp. So uh, on day two, you're allowed to train for 90 minutes. Day three, 105 minutes. And then two hours on day four and day five. And then you can bring in the, the padded practices. So... Um, Hopefully it helps teams hit the ground running. Um, and especially, obviously, one of the things we mentioned last week is we've got a preseason scrimmage against the Chargers. We also have a preseason scrimmage against the Denver Broncos. So it should be nice and spicy because it'll be the return of Randy Gregory. So um, I, I'm I'm going to be very short for words tonight in this show. I think the way how <laughs> how every topic's been come, popping up right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I, I am going to hold my peace regards to Randy Gregory, and that is it. Yeah. And of, of course, the big news this week is that uh, OTA, OTAs have commenced for the Cowboys. Um, Inter interestingly, there's been a number of notable um, exceptions of people uh, training. James Washington, newly signed wide receiver from Pittsburgh, he's been held out of practice this week. It's an unspecified injury, but he's been seen wearing a walking boot. Um, obviously, that suggests that it's maybe a high ankle sprain or something like that. Um, Jalen Tolbert's been held out as well. He or he was off training with Britt Brown and um, his his rehab crew. Uh, that's a hamstring sprain. It's been reported as Michael Gallup's obviously rehabbing as well. So as a result, Simi Fuhoko and T.J. Vasher were practicing with the ones opposite uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lamb's obviously it been reported as saying he's embracing the. The fact that he is going to be the number one guy uh, this year, he's put a little bit of weight on. Seemingly, he's grown an inch as well. I don't quite know how he does that at uh, at this time of life, but um, 
Uh, yeah, as Brian's just also brought up, sadly last week, um, Larry Lacewell passed away, the long-time uh, director mm. of scouting. Um, obviously, he held the job pretty much that Will McClay does now. Um, you know, it was a long time. And obviously, he was a mediator between Jimmy Johnson and uh, Jerry Jones in the early days as well. So, um, obviously, has a lot of great stories. Sadly, mm. suffered a couple of strokes in 2016 and never quite recovered from that. Um, and if you listened to Mick Shorts last week, Mick, Mickey Spagnola was saying that, you know, it absolutely killed him to not be able to speak so and not be able to communicate properly. So um, we wish all the best to his uh, family and friends. Yeah, thoughts yeah, thought so with the family and that. Um, just mm-hmm. to kind of, just to kind of bring up what you're saying about like so, Washington and Tolbert and stuff like that. Seriously, what if a bit of a worse start to OTAs can we get where it comes to our most important part is our wide receivers right now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like yeah. we're already kind of, but obviously we lost Wilson, we lost like uh, Cooper, but now the our highest draft pick. Uh, being Tolbert this year and bringing in Washington free agent um, already kind of like hindered with undisclosed injuries, would you say? Um, yeah. Well, to- Tolbert's a hamstring sprain, so that, that should only be a couple of weeks if, or a couple of days, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be too bad. The the Washington one is a bit of a concern. If at, at, at best it's a, a high ankle sprain, and you're probably talking about two to three weeks. Yeah, um, I, I saw the the photo being posted by is it John Mochetta? I, I, I can yeah. never pronounce it. I can never pronounce his name. I and John, if you're if you're listening, if you're listening, I do apologize. But I think it's Mochetta. Mishota. Mishota. Well, well, yeah. well Mish- even if we, any of us, if we all got it wrong, John, we're sorry. All right. <laughs> right. So please even come by to the show and uh, correct us. <laughs> um, but yeah, from looking at the photograph, it it's not very um, promising. Like seeing it heavily, um, it's it's a proper like a reinforced cast, essentially, nearly. Like when you look at it, it's something that you it's to help stabilize whatever it is. It's not right with your foot, your ankle, or lower shin, or whatever. And that there's something not right. So it's a bit of a concern. So yeah, it's not exactly the best start to OTAs for our offense in terms of the wide receiver core. Yeah. Do you know what? To be fair, would you expect anything different? Like I can't remember the last time the Cowboys ever had a drama free or. Injury free start to a preseason. It's just we like it's to the Cowboys way. It's the Cowboys way, Jimmy. Find any way to get in the media, isn't it? <laughs> good, bad, and the ugly. As long as they're good to go, as long as they're good to go for training camp as well, it's better that's to exactly have, better to have yeah. it now as well. See, um, see other. That, see that that was a that's a good point. Like I've been asked a lot of questions. Is like, oh, who do you think of this? Who do you think of that? I, and I know we're going to be talking about players that has been really like making some names for themselves in OTAs already, but I'm still going to hold my breath till 
I see that first preseason game, then I can make a proper assessment on this because yeah. we're not we're not in the training ground every single day like the coaches are. We can only go by based on their word and mm. uh, and based on the reports. But I want to build my own opinion until I just see them in game film or yeah. see them through scrimmage video or whatever. Not so yeah. until yeah. then, it's like I'm gonna try and keep it nice and neutral. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. You can't really gauge if it's scale back. That's no I always look I always look at kind of training camping is more to get them up to the excuse me, the, the standard of fitness that you would expect and going into say a preseason rather than let's get them in there and be this is this is gonna be the ones, this is gonna be the tools though. Get them up to speed, get them up to fitness, get the injury run out of the way, get them on the field, and then let's see what if they can then turn that good rapport and good feedback they've had off off coaches in, into game time, and that's when it, like you say, it, it matters. Yeah, yeah. And you pro- um, you won't see a lot coming out of this OTAs as well, because obviously the Cowboys got docked um, one OTA practice this year for um, the spectacular catch that they posted on social media last year that CD Lamb made in OTAs, and it was a bit too physical for the NFL's liking so we got doctor no fun league can i can i just jump in with something there as well though lauren just it, it it follows on from what paul was saying you know kind of about the otas and the combined scrimmages and stuff like that and i i think it was either rob or nick was saying this on twitter today is we'll hear stories all the time and don't believe things are as good as they're there in OTAs or as bad as you're, they're being reported. Yeah. Combined scrimmages last year, Connor Williams was dominating Aaron Donald. And look where that ended up. <laughs> one was the Super Bowl MVP, one didn't get a second contract. I'll leave it at that. Yep. Mm. I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. Anyway, other other noticeable missing pieces. Uh, Osa Odigizuwa was held out. Carlos Watkins was held out. Um, and then, as uh, Joe has mentioned here, Tyron Smith had been training the beginning of the week, but already his back has started tightening up and was held out of a, as a precaution yesterday. So Matt Waletsko was starting at uh, left tackle. Um, we've seen more evidence of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard being on the field together at the same time. Uh, Pollard split out as a wide receiver, obviously, perhaps again using, the, as we've talked about previously, using him as the Debo Samuel style. Yeah, the, like the sweeps. Uh, yep. Yeah. Assuming we don't sign Debo Samuel after all the the meetings that he's had with Cowboys players this week. I'm but sorry. We'll I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm 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 gonna jump in again. I am gonna reiterate the whole Debo. I'm gonna debunk this Debo Samuel malarkey <laughs> that it is. Right. So what? What? I'm a genuine question to our uh, Cowboys Nation. Right. Yeah. Debo Samuel is probably San Francisco's best player. Fact. Yes. Right. Well, well, you could say Kettle as well. They two are pretty much yeah. the cornerstones of that San Francisco offense. Pretty but, good O-line. Yeah, pretty good. But what I was going to say um, is, my point is, it's like, 
when a player has had more drop catches than CD Lamb, why would you want to bring in a player that is more prone to dropping? And yep. more and, and it seems to be more of that one type of style of play, like being that sweeping wide receiver coming from the backfield, then going up. He's no like a deep wide receiver. We haven't seen him playing too much in like slot or and it, it seems to be that same type of one trick pony. And people are saying, Oh, yeah, we should trade him for a first round draft pick. I'm sorry, but you guys are crazy. I am sorry. Enough of that for concentrating Joel and Tobert. That's what I'm going to say. Yep. Just just to touch back on Tyron Smith, I know I just said about getting people up to speed, but it, it was like Sean Lee. If you wrap him up in cotton wool, do not let him have to spend anything that's going to strain him out. Get him in weight room, get him on, I don't know, get him on treadmill or whatever. Get his things out of it. Doing put yoga. Man, yeah, put that man in cotton wool, bubble wrap, whatever you want to say, just to make sure he's on on the field in week one. Yep. And then uh, final final point from OTA so far is that DJ Dog has said there, Marquis Bell's flashing out there. Um, mm. I had a very nice pick six, which... Okay, 96 yards or something like that? Yeah, Mike, yeah, it was certainly it was within red red zone drills. Mike McCarthy obviously said that he actually stepped out of bounds, but you know, again, this is <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> the, 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 there had to be a joke in there somehow. Yeah, yeah, but the, this is probably one of the ones that you file with, as you were saying earlier. Things that are reported that OTAs are not always as good as they seem, not always as bad as they seem. So he's flashing out there when it's just shells. It's um, wait, wait until the pads come on and if he yeah, can follow yeah. that up. I mean, if, it, if anything, I know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to more slightly going to contradict myself from what my previous statement here. Like, the reports of the flashes and stuff like that, it is getting me excited to see what he's going to do. Like, if it's trying to live up to what the reports are trying to say, well, it's not a contradiction. It's actually kind of more of a follow-up in a way. But it's now that even the talk of Sam Williams as well, people are talking about he's been really impressive as well. So it's right, okay. And you know what I'm like? I'm a big critic of Sam Williams. I always have been. I like to eat humble pie. Like, let me see that first preseason game. Let me see how he gets off his stands. Let me see how much his spell covers. How he track, how he targets and tracks. Then I'll make a really good, like you know what? Okay, we may have an absolute ball of it here, you know. So, yep. Right, that being the case, will we move on to the positional breakdown? Yeah, which is going to be yeah. tight ends this week. Okay. This so obviously, Cowboys are obviously moving on from Blake Jarwin this off season. Sadly, his hip injury that it required surgery that's consistent with players who have been long-term retired. So um, doesn't sound like he'll play again, sadly, in the NFL, Um, which is a shame because he he was a fairly serviceable player for us. Obviously, it was a step down from Jason Witten. Um, But obviously, we do have our starting a tight end who's Dalton Schultz. 
six foot five, two hundred and forty four pounds, fifth year out of Stanford, fourth round pick in twenty eighteen, number one thirty seven. Uh, currently serving on a one-year franchise tender, they have until 15th of July to um, sign him to a longer-term deal. Do you think that's likely to happen, guys? Short answer. I'm, oh, sorry, on your roll, Brian. You go first, mate. I'm going to say I'm still not sure. I really am. I'm not sure if they're going to sign him long-term because... He did well in 2020 without Dak the there. Yep. He's had a prove-it year this year on a, in his last season of his rookie deal. He's going to have to prove it again for me. Now, I, I'm sure the Cowboys are working on this deal that they're trying to get a multi-year deal done. And I think Schultz wants to stay in Dallas as well. But I'm still not convinced and for me it's shades of there's a bit of Zeke off this there's a bit of Jalen Smith off this in terms of are we going to give him a long-term deal and then find out in a year or two years time that it wasn't worth it and everyone's going to turn around why do we give him a new deal why do we give him a new deal so I'm not sure yeah I mean, his progression has been bet better as they've gone on, and he has mm. over the over his Cowboys career. He's played sixty of sixty-five games. Mm. Um, only the only five games that he didn't play were obviously in his rookie year, and he was um, he was actually inactive. Uh, last year he had one hundred and one targets, seventy-eight receptions, which was third amongst NFL tight ends. 808 yards, sixth against NFL uh, for NFL tight ends, and he had eight touchdowns. Um, he's he's reported that he's gained um, about 15 pounds of mass this off season. He's working on um, the run blocking skills. Obviously, last year in the sort of breakdown period between the OTAs and training camp, um, there was a tight end U. Or tight end university, which was basically all the tight ends of the league got together, guys like Kittle um, and uh, Gronkowski, etc. They, you know, it was a big round table, basically talking about what guys do as drills and training drills, and that was one of the things that Dalton Schultz uh, signaled to last year that it was. Um, very instrumental in some of the things that he was trying to incorporate into the into last season. Some of it didn't help, and he's obviously identified what he needed to do this off season. So, hopefully, you're going to see him play out. And obviously, it's in his best interest if he balls out this year. The Cowboys don't sign him; he's got a career somewhere else. Um, or Cowboys do sign him. Preferably, if we are going to sign him to a long-term contract, to be honest, I would rather do it now rather than next year when yes. he hits the market. I year. was just about to say that, Chris. We don't want to do what we said all last year when it came to Randy Gregory. <laughs> yep. Like, from, yep. from week three, we kept saying, let's get Gregory signed up to a new deal. Let's get him signed up to a new deal nearly every single week, all the way up to the end of the season. And it What's just didn't happen. Hmm? Is, he, is, he, is, he, is he tag £11 million? £11 million, yeah. Yeah, £11 yeah. Million, yeah. Just, just under £11 million. So I'm going to say, is, is, 
Is he an is he an eleven million dollars player? No, he's not. That's that's a waste of money. That's no disrespect to him, but how, how many how many times in the league are making just north of that? And and for the ones that are, look at the production they've had. And, I don't yeah, even think I don't even I don't even think. I don't even think Gronk's actually making eleven million this year as well. I think he's actually a lot. I think he's like eight tops. I think yeah. I could, I could yeah. be wrong, but we need to double check that with the with the contracts and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure it's a, a good substantial couple of millions less than I, I, what Dalton, get, Dalton's earning. I, I get I get using the franchise tag, but use it on the right player. And this is no disrespect, but he's not the right player to use the franchise tag on. I see, yeah, I agree. Yeah, again, I'm. I'm. I think the whole off our whole off season kind of forced us into that issue yeah. of doing that. Like we were trying to restructure things for certain different players at the same time, and we pulled the trigger too early on Dalton. I think, like, if we waited out what we were going to do with Randy, then we probably would rather got Dalton on a longer term deal straight after that. I, yeah, I. Th- I think what forced. I, what actually forced the Cowboys' hands is that Miami obviously tagged uh, Gesicki. There was another tight end that was tagged as well, and you know, obviously with that's, those that's two right, effectively yeah, off the boards, you're you're basically saying that Dalton Schultz is going to be um, your. He was certainly going to be probably a, a week one candidate for signing on with another team, mm. and then obviously the news came through about. Blake Jarwin and the Cowboys probably having to move on from him, which they ultimately did. So it forced the Cowboys' hands one way or another that you didn't want to see Dalton Schultz leaving at the same time as Blake Jarwin leaving. And then you're left with the guys like Sprinkle, who we'll get on to shortly. Um, and a, who was it? Sean McKeon was on, the se- on last season as well. Who had, a great, who had a great game against the Raiders last year, a game I witnessed and won a bit yeah. of money because of him. Thank you, Sean McCain. <laughs> you look at it the other way as well, is that he's, he's playing, we'll call it, yeah, give or take a good odds, he's playing on, on an 11 million tag this year. What's it going to cost him if, if, if you give him a deal? So he's on 11 million now. He's not going to come and then play for 2, 3 million for 3, 4 years. It's going to cost you north of 6 million, if not more. I'm. I'm going to say. Do you really want to pay him that much money anyway? Even the six, seven million. I'm going to say, like, if we're going to get him a long-term contract, he will be looking for like at least seven to eight million. But I mean, he's not worth that. But especially for, especially for how this offense yeah, is spread like, out. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's going to be like a three-year contract, then you're talking about pff, a twenty-four, twenty-six million dollar contract, essentially. <laughs> Exactly, and I'm like, ah, no way. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how it. I don't know, but it just. It just seems way too steep, especially when the the there could be that next following year there could be that tight end that we can be all all talking about. Like, um, obviously there, like there's a the, the Kyle Pitts of 2024. You know what I mean for next year. You know what I mean. There could be something like that. Who knows? Uh, the other tight Michael end. Michael Meyer at Notre Dame. No, come on, Paul. We, ah, we, we, so that's we, so that's the name we have to look out yeah. for this yeah. year. Yeah. Right. Come on, okay. Paul. We, we 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 drafted the guy we wanted. Give him, give, him, give, him, give, him, give him two. Give him give him a couple of years. 
Yeah, it's, 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 I do Scottish son name, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> so we'll move on to the second one that uh, Mike's got listed here, which is Sean McKeon. Um, obviously, you saw most of him last year. Um, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. He's in his he's a three-year uh, player out of Michigan. Cowboys signed him as an undrafted rookie free agent in 2020. Um, and he's on the final year of a three-year deal, costing 899000 against the cap. Obviously, started last season, had a good training camp, um, injured to begin the season, though, and eventually played in nine games, mostly on special teams, but did record um, four receptions, 27 yards and a score. Um, coming off six targets, so. Um, and the score was against the Raiders. Yep, which got you your money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I made my, I made my money, made my money. I even told uh, Kelsey that. I even told Kelsey this. Like, if anyone doesn't know Kelsey Charles, our good friend of the show, um, I even said to her because uh, I, I was sitting beside her during the games. Like, listen, Sean McCune's gonna score his first touchdown for the Cowboys this game. She's like, really? I was like, uh huh. Watch what happens. Yep, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> right, and I, and uh, thank you to William Hill for giving me my money. So I appreciate that. <laughs> so from your from your experience, Paul, do you think he's got a chance to stay on the road this year? Or absolutely, absolutely. Like, like even just for special teams alone, like he, he I feel so he can st- he can contribute in different aspects. Not so much as a tight end role, but. Is he going to be what your tight end number two? Questionable, questionable. I, yeah. I would say, I would say, like he will be a tight end three. I think, like I, it really depends what's going to happen, what we do with Jake for uh, with, with Ferguson and the next guy we're going to talk about. But I will say is he does have that happy medium of a ball catching style of what Jarwin did have when he was. Mm. Like he does have a good ability of catching the ball as a tight end. Again, and it seems to be kind of on a run in the cons with most of our tight ends is the run blocking. It's not that great, but it's subject to improve. Yeah, it's yeah. Just looking at looking at his stats, he's doing the same. Like, he's going to be more of a special team. He's played twenty-three games for the Cowboys. He's only had, he's only had four. He's had four receptions for twenty-seven yards. Yeah. It, He's gonna make if he's gonna make the roster. He's gonna be on. He's gonna be a special team. Yeah, yeah. And not just that, he'll be on his last. He's on his last year as well. Yeah. So he'll be one to try and get as much game time. Try and be more involved. He wants to make him prove a point. He wants to try and get restained or get other teams to know him. So you will expect him to kind of come out guns blazing. Yep. Um. We'll just quickly move on to the next guy, which is obviously, we'll go with our um, draft pick of uh, Jake Ferguson, the rookie out of Wisconsin. Oh, I can see James is excited about this one. <laughs> pick, pick number 129. Uh, PFF had a grade of him last season of 88.3. Um, he had 307 pass snaps, 207 of them as an inline tight end. Uh, 46 receptions off 61 targets, um, but only only recorded one drop last year. 
Um, 450 yards, three tight, uh, three touchdowns, 9.8 yard average, which is actually um, it was a low for him. He'd been around about 11 yards a, a catch the last few years prior to that. Um, he's obviously he's unsigned at the moment. He's the only one of our draft picks that's unsigned. Obviously, that's due to language within the collective bargaining agreement. Third round picks are generally the last uh, picks to be signed. Um, it's all it's all to do with clauses about how they how they can get out of their contracts after three years or whatever. Um, what do we see with this guy? Obviously. Wisconsin are a, a power running team. Um, from my point of view, you know, the, the fact that um, he has the skills as a pass catcher, he's obviously not got the stats to prove that at the moment. Um, obviously, again, he's somebody who's been flashing both in the rookie minicamp and in OTA so far this week. Um, Mike was talking to Dave Hellman earlier. Um, says that he needs to get in the weight room a little bit more and um, work on his bench press, I think. But um, what do you guys think about him? Go on, Jay. He's, he's definitely a project, isn't he? But like you say, the, the, the way that Wisconsin play their, their offence, he's definitely not going to be a Jason Wayne, but he's, he's going to be with them. But, like you say, give him a couple of years someone he's definitely gonna be able to rely on in the run game but also if you look he's he's catching stats and he's he's very he's very reliable and he's a very trusted target so yeah like you say he might have we might have to ride the tail coats of a couple of titans but there's potential there for him to be a titan one it's just like you say just getting bulked up a little bit and getting used to the nfl game mm. um I, I'm I'm looking forward to it because this was one of the ones I I I, I, I know mocks are crap sometimes, but I I was mocking him all the time. I know balls back and forth was as well. You you like this pick and I like him. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it's just what what could we get out of him year one? Hopefully, it's not one of these where he ends up kind of depends upon the patch squad because I think if he does, he's going to. He's going to be snapped up, but yes, he's going to be on the depth chart probably this year. Like, um, time three, You'll probably see a couple, couple of special teams players, but yeah, you give, it, yeah. give it two years, and I, I, I think we'll start seeing the great things that we, that we drafted. Yeah, just to kind of like if, the, if there's one thing I could actually like say that I, I, I genuinely really well. I do like Jake Ferguson. I will say that, but there's something that really stands out for me about Ferguson is is uh, yards after being like like catch after like, like yards after catch co- or, 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 after contact. Sorry, uh, yards after yep. contact. Uh, he knows how to keep going. Regard like like if he's if he's, if he's been tackled on the feet, keep on moving. It's very much like a running back mentality he's got when he's got the ball after contact. He'll keep driving those feet. So that's something I'm actually quite. You know what? It's actually some brings a different little bit of a dynamic. So I quite like that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna rain on the parade here. Jake Ferguson and Mike did allude to this a lot when we when we drafted him. Said this 
and a lot of the draft class, this is about going back to the run game, the power mm-hmm. run. Ferguson yeah. abuse is a tight blocking tight end. Yeah. And Hellman is already saying he needs to be in the gym. That doesn't cut it for me. Really doesn't cut it. It's just, it's, it, 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 he's a bit of a tweener for me. It, it reminds me of the Dalton Schultz pick in that, mm. where do you come from? Oh, Nebraska, not Nebraska, Wisconsin are a power running team. So he should be pro ready. And for the first two years of Dalton Schultz's career, I said, this guy is supposed to be pro ready and he's not. And that's my worry is that in two years time, we're going to be going, do we know what we have? And it's, it is that Dalton Schultz scenario again. Brian makes a really good point there because I totally agree with that uh, in retrospective because we're seeing like uh, obviously we're brought in offensive linemen reinforcements and stuff like that mm. we're, we're seeing how to utilize Pollard and Zeke more and stuff like that now and with the type of tight obviously I don't feel, like personally like I do like the I do like Ferguson. I do think he he could bring something to the team in terms mm. of like so that the the pass catching side of things. Yeah, I yeah. think for sure. But like you said, like Wisconsin was that power run. You would expect him to be ready to be having that upper body strength, keeping himself mm. low, like in terms of doing help with the run blocking. So it is a bit of a concern, and I do agree with that. The the one the one thing I would counter with you for Dalton Schultz Brown is Dalton Schultz's first year was also Jason Witten's last year of his yeah. his second playing career was, with the Cowboys. So was Schultz uh, not drafted the day after Witten retired? Oh, oh so no, Witten that. retired. We drafted Schultz, then Witten unretired. For yep. his second season, spent his third season at the Raiders and then retired again. Yeah, so I think I think you're correct yeah. there. So we've always said that one of the, one of the good things about Jason Witten is his durability. One of the bad things oh, convert one of the bad things conversely on that is that he was probably a progress stopper for the guys that we drafted to come in as the number two guy because they weren't getting the time on the field. Jason Witten just wouldn't come off the field. Rightly so, but I mean, it didn't allow you to, obviously the guy, we rattled off a list of guys a couple of weeks ago mm. um, of guys that we'd brought in and they just never panned out for us. They went off, had successful careers elsewhere. You got the most recent of that would be Brian Swain, uh, Jeff Swain, who's currently Swain. with Tennessee. Um, you know, and this is potentially, obviously, again, we're maybe talking about this, that Dalton Schultz is going to be exactly the same. Looking at the roster this year, you don't have, Sean McKeon, obviously, it was your number three last year. You've maybe got um, Jeremy Sprinkle, who will come on to, he he was your blocking tight end last year. Yeah. Um, He's he's on the roster this year for uh, one million, uh, just over a million dollars. So, um, obviously, you're maybe looking at moving on from him. He's a sixth year out of uh, college, um, and obviously, he originally started with the Commanders. 
Um, he was a fifth round pick in 2017. Um, last year, I mean, again, he started out on the practice squad. He was elevated a couple of weeks, obviously maxed out on his uh, elevation status and obviously got signed to the roster for three weeks. And then show, uh, Jarwin went down mm. and put on IR, which meant that Sprinkle was up for the rest of the time. But he only recorded three catches last season. So he literally was brought in as your your, your running uh blocking tight end and to be honest I, I think it was a subpar year for him as far as blocking goes as well I mean uh, as far as PFF are concerned it was it was a poor year for him he, he'd, he'd blocked better at uh, Washington which is why we'd brought him in um, so potentially I can see him being uh, the, the first of our odd men out um Again, you maybe keep him around as an insurance policy. Um, obviously, with the new, uh, the expanded uh, practice squads, you can put him on the practice squad and bring him up again this year if need be. Yeah. Uh, just, I want to bring up um, our uh, good friend DJ Dog, who always comments on the show. Big shout out to you, mm. DJ Dog. You always come up with some great comments. Um he just said, I really think Schultz was less pro-ready than Ferguson coming into the pros. Tight ends in our offense are required to do a lot. Ferguson will need to develop quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think the main argument is, was Donald Schultz less pro-ready when he first came in? You probably could say yes. Like, and Chris obviously kind of goes back to that argument about Jason Witten. Like, he was taking more snaps, refusing to come off, and there was less development for Schultz to come out. But, it, but if anything, if there's any credit given to Schultz, he completely blossomed when he was pretty, when Jarwin went down, and that's unfortunate for Jarwin, but for Schultz, he had no option to completely elevate absolutely everything in a short space of time. So um, it's an interesting point. Um, I don't know what you guys think. For, uh, like, I'll, I'll kind of go back to what I what I always say about Schultz, is that Stanford play pro-style offense. They always play pro-style. He wasn't, he wasn't a pass-catching tight end for Stanford. He was that inline blocker. And... I'm not going to take away from the guy. He actually developed into a good cast or a good pass catching tight end, which has helped obviously with Blake Jarman being gone effectively for two seasons. So it's 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 just a wait and see with me. But I would say I would say anyone who comes out of the Big Ten and anyone who comes out of Stanford should be pro ready. They shouldn't be having to go and put sand in their pants. At this stage, they should already have that. But look, maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh. And as Jamie says, Happy Brian needs to come back. Yeah, please, <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one thing I would say is, if you actually look at the stats for all these guys, our heaviest tight end is only two hundred and fifty-two pounds, and that's Sprinkle. Everybody else is two hundred and four. Funnily enough, they're all six foot five. 244 pounds. Um, McKeon is slightly lighter at 238. So they're all within that same sort of size. Um, 
moving on to the guys that are probably looking at the looking on the outside in um obviously ian bunting six foot seven 255 pounds second year out of, he is second year out of california uh un, undrafted rookie free agent for us uh currently counting for seven hundred and five thousand, which is obviously he's the the basic minimum for somebody of that age um prior to his squad player last year obviously i think he was how much how much did you say he earns seven hundred and five thousand at the, at oh, the moment if 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 he if he lasts that if he makes it to even the st- even even still i just the idea <laughs> of that like I would, if I was given the opportunity, just to even be on a practice squad for one year or anything like that, I'd be like, yes, please, yes, please. Yep. I, would, I would, I'll be the trash dummy. Thank you. <laughs> well, if you think a practice squad player, uh, uh, the basic minimum for a practice squad player is about nine thousand four hundred a week. I am definitely signing up for that. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um. And obviously, this year's signing in um, undrafted rookie free agent, we've brought in the the much maligned Peyton Hendershot. Um, obviously, has a lot of talent, but there's question marks about him off field. He was arrested in February 2020, I think it was, um, charged with four counts, one of which was criminal trespass. It was an incident involving his ex-girlfriend, so I don't know if he was going back in to try and get some of his possessions or whatever. Um, obviously, the the facts are probably uh, not not in the in the public domain. Um, but he the 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 draft um, the draft profile for him. He was a four-year starter. Um, and he was a team captain at Indiana, former basketball player, so he's got the same athleticism, puts that same athleticism into his roots, controlled footwork, shows up at the break point. He's a hands catcher, um, so he, you know, he's not a case of catching it within the body. Obviously, that gives him a, a big catch radius as well, but he has small hands for the position, so... You know, obviously, again, it's easy to strip the ball from him, perhaps. Uh, what do you guys feel about him? Do you, obviously, Jamie, Brian, you've watched a bit of college football. Have you watched any of him, any Indiana games? Sounds like Rico Gathers. It does a little bit, yeah. Personally, <laughs> not, not a lot, but again, it, it, it's just not one of them that's going to. Trying to put this nicely, but you know, I mean, I can be blunt sometimes. Doesn't strike fear into any of it. And again, is he going to see the field a lot? Again, is he one of these that's it's more more on the roster for it to fill up spaces on um, on not the practice one, sorry, on special teams? Let's say mm. special teams is just just as valid, but again, it's not them. You're not going to see him a lot. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, and again, even more so, just for the fact that the way that this offense runs, it's very, like you say, it seems to be going back to kind of a lot more 
send on the run, um, and then just with the the wide receivers that we've got, um, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, we 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 lost the Cooper, but see, Lamb's clearly wide receiver one, Gallup, and he's fit and healthy. He's going to be two. Then you, you can you can argue, can you, who's going to be three? Is it going to be tall? But especially with how Haley was drafted. Um, and then Washington is he probably going to fill that in until just while Talbot finds his feet. So there's not really going to be a lot of use for a tight end. Personally, I can't see mm. any sparks, to be fair. Yeah. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe he hangs around on the practice squad. I don't know, yeah. because like Bunting was there all last season on the practice squad. With 16, 17 guys available, or did you even say 18 earlier, Lauren? I'm not sure. No, it's it's 16. So it's up, 16. From, twi- it's, it's up from 12. It's So you got an yeah. extra four, four roster spots this year. They'll always carry a tight end, possibly two, on the practice squad. So maybe that's where you get them. Because I can't see them carrying more than three guys on the active squad at tight end. Which would be Schultz, Ferguson, Sprinkle, McEwen is your fourth guy, and then it's yeah, it's a straight shot, shoot out between Bunting and Hendershot for a practice squad spot. Yep. I I I think as you say, I I could actually see it being um, I I I could see it being Schultz, uh, Ferguson, and I'd say McEwen if if nothing else. I think mm. the Again, it comes it comes down to the the money side of things, and yeah. um, you know, obviously Sprinkle is a vested veteran. If you if he's on the roster on opening on the first Monday after cut down, then you've got to actually keep him, uh, or you have to pay him the full salary as well. So he's likely to be a cut at the end of camp, if if only to bring him back in uh, after the first week. Um, yeah. I think obviously, Jamie, you were you were talking about where where the ball is likely to go first of all um, with this offense. I think in some respects last year, obviously Dalton Schultz um, was the the sort of safety blanket for it, Dak Prescott. Um, much like you could say that Jason Witten was for um, Tony Romo. Um, so. I, I could see after CD Lamb, and perhaps not having ga- not having Gallup there for the for the start of the season, that I think uh, perhaps Dalton Schultz will be a number two receiver to begin with. Um, yeah, at, at least in at least in terms of production. I mean, given given the injuries that we're, we're talking about, that effectively Washington has his foot in the boot at the minute, he's a guy who could be cut very, very easily um, if they need it. Gallup is out. Talbert, hopefully it's just something muscular and will clear up in time. For me, I think you've nailed it in that Schultz is going to have to be the second receiver on this team and actually be there and, and and make all those catches and I don't know it's 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 going to be interesting yep 
Like I said, it's not really the best to start to our, our off-season program, is it? Mm. Yeah. Yep. So we've uh, actually, we've pure actually de- got... Pure, it's pure dead and gloom this, this show to the end, isn't it? Just <laughs> even thinking about it. I, oh, I know, we need, man. We need, ha- we need happy Brian and happy Mike back as well. Cause <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they, they, what, are we, what are we talking about? Brian is happy. He's got a whiskey in front of him right now. He's happy. Um, um it is. It is Scottish. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, So it's the, pro- it's the proper stuff you're drinking tonight, then. I know. No, 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 Lord. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've told you about my my trip to Whiskey Corner in Dublin, where I went round three oh, times on the same day. So yeah, you know, just just to get the just to get the woman that was showing us around to to agree. <laughs> just uh, uh, she eventually did just to get rid of us. But it's like, I would I would normally say I would have some tequila, but Jamie will probably end up turning away. But pure, oh no more. It <laughs> <laughs> does not make me happy. <laughs> so we've. Sure? We've actually just flown through the tight ends, and I think this is obviously going to be one of our quickest shows of the year so far. Um, anybody else want to say anything at the moment? Uh, nothing, nothing I can I could think of. Um, it's obviously kind of right now with OTAs and stuff like that. It's kind of happening right now, and obviously with the sad news that's going on, uh, what happened in Texas, um, but. Other than that, it's, it has been kind of relatively quiet, but at least we are starting to see some football, which is great. Yeah. But um, I'm kind of more interested to see what the other teams are, uh, like how their OTAs have been doing, who they've mm. been talking about, all that, et cetera. So it'd be very intriguing to see, and I think that might be something I'll be looking to do for um the world's team show we made this Sunday, so um, I might be doing something like that. So look into the other teams and where do we think, especially like the the team that we all hate the most, the bloody Schmeros. So because um, uh, just even by what they did in their draft and their off season, you cannot help but think just out the top of the bat they're going to be a much better team this year, just from the get go without. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't bank on that. You think so? I wouldn't. They still have QB. Uh, well, that's true. That's true. When you put it in that perspective, I do agree with you in that one. Uh, <laughs> but from I, I'm, I, I'm definitely more concerned from their defensive front for sure. But also, <clears> also, it's a uh, game five tonight for the Mavs against Golden State. It is. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go Mavs, and I just noticed DJ Doll just commented there. Yes, go Mavs. Yeah. So can we? Yeah. Can the Mavs? I know this is. I know that. I know this is Dallas Cowboys related, but uh, but still, it's Dallas related. Go Mavs, mm-hmm. and yeah, if we if if we can somehow pull it back to four three, that will be the biggest comeback. And I think it's like in it any was, games, it, any game series yeah. ever. It's never been done before. It's, so it's never been done. So. It's, so fingers it, crossed. Come on, Luca. The, but, uh, 
they're behind yeah. the eight ball. They're behind the eight ball on it, realistically. And I mean, I think a lot of people were hoping or thinking that it was not hoping, but thinking that it was uh, it was going to be a, a sweep. But um, if nothing else, as as RJ was saying on the seven five zero this week, they're they're keeping it open so that Maverick Top Gun Maverick comes out uh, this weekend as well. So you know, mm-hmm. you're you're you're. Possibly just passing from one set of mavericks to another Ooh. maverick, you know. <laughs> you can bring right. your boss for that, Paul. Right, so, what? So, so, right, so, what I'll do is I'll get all the shout-outs on the go. So, so big, big shout out to Cowboys Experience who sponsor our podcast. Be sure to go and check them out. They help us. Uh, they can help you with uh, likes of. Um, game day experiences, game tickets, and a hell of a lot more. So be sure to go and check them out. Be sure to use the code UK Cowboys. As you see, it's always on the screen. And also be sure to go and check out our fellow uh, podcasters and fellow radio shows, friends of the show, from 103.5 The Fan, Hanging With The Boys, Talking The Cowboys, uh, Jobo Sports Report, uh, J Tucks, Cowboys Fans Only, which is now CFO Sports, Big Game James, etc. etc. Be sure to go and check all these guys out. And for more Cowboys content, you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And just before we do get out of here, there might be a special show, uh, maybe half an hour on Tuesday. It's yet to be confirmed. So do keep in touch with us on our social media channels. Can we get a hint? Uh, Rob Phillips. Ah, yeah. We're just we're Rob has been has been supposed to come on with us for the last couple of weeks, but with different things with OTAs, rookie mini camps, he's he just hasn't been able to get on with us. So we have penciled it in for Tuesday, but it is subject to change. All right. And he's well, been, I, 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 he's been I was filming a deep blue as well. So yeah, I, 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 I was going to say it's like just like a hint, but no, you just revealed it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, like it, it, like it's the great thing with Rob is literally it's it's I'll be there if I can be there, and yeah. you know, no yeah, fanfare or anything like that. So he's yeah. he's happy enough. If it, if it was a big guest, which is still being worked on, we'll we'll, we'll only give clues out then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Brian says, a big shout out to Rob Phillips, man. Guy's an absolute legend. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's us, isn't it, guys? Yeah. So I think we'll we'll sign off there. So uh, Mike should be back in the chair next week, I think. So mm-hmm. um, I'll I'll pass it on to you guys. Hopefully, you have a great week, and we'll see you next week, guys. Yeah, like Lauren says, have a good one, guys, and we'll see you maybe Tuesday, but definitely maybe Wednesday. Tuesday. Um, great job to Lauren for his first time in the chair tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Woohoo. Thank well you. done. Hopefully hopefully it wasn't too too much of a car crash, but no no, not at all. <laughs> you kept us on that. track, we're finished at ten. That's as good as we can do. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Catch you later. Good next.